Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Hot Dogs and Handshakes podcast. I'm your host as always, Adam Soto. And um, this week we're doing things a bit different. I actually had a sit-down interview with a very good friend of mine, someone who um, has you know helped me out with getting into a couple companies in the wrestling business. Uh, and that's the Brooklyn juggernaut, Manny Gonzalez. Um, I always joke around saying that this guy is... Uh, pretty much like my wrestling dad. I know you'll you'll hear that um, in the interview while we talk. Um, but I say we're doing things a little bit different this week, and it's because uh, we actually had to cut this interview a little bit short uh, because we actually did this backstage at the knockout wrestling event that we were at, and um, you know had to go to work. So you know we had a really good conversation. We talked about uh, you know his start in wrestling when he was in. Fort Myers and you know how he started at a late age and kind of went through a dark time where he had to take a bit of a hiatus from the sport but you know now he's back and he's pushing harder than ever and, and you know it's it's really great to see and you know in in this podcast we also talk about uh his wife Ashley who I also consider my, my wrestling mother and um so speaking of Ashley I actually wanted to go ahead and bring this up it is a project that Ashley is working on uh it's called Project Tolerance um, so I'm just going to go ahead and read you off uh, she was had an idea um, based more towards uh, kind of like a social project based on photography and some interviews looking for people who have been through uh, any persecution for their religion sexual orientation uh, struggling with diseases uh, persecution because of their race certain um, you know if they love somebody that different than what you believe they should or um, looking for people who had been through, you know, things for whatever reason, any sort of persecution, any hate, any trials and tribulations that they may have gone through for for anything up to social standards, political standpoints, any of that good stuff. Uh, we're looking because we're trying to raise, you know, raise awareness for those kind of struggles because, you know, this day and age, 2019, it's, it's hard for, for people to talk about that kind of stuff because it is a touchy subject. It's something that can get you in trouble. It's something that, you know you know people say should not be talked about so that way you know things can you know people say oh if we don't talk about it you know we don't acknowledge it then it'll just go away well that's not the case you know and I, I think that's kind of been told through history that's not the case when it comes to a lot of things but we're trying to um you know bring awareness to that and bring it to light because a lot of people like i said don't talk about it you know we see too much segregation based upon our differences as humans and she just wants this to be seen uh you know seen as a you know in, in a different light because it's you know people are too scared to be different nowadays there's you know people who want to express themselves in different facets whether it be uh you know like i said in, in wrestling how we do things and maybe they want to express themselves through music through artistry then maybe they want to express themselves on facebook they want to express themselves by how they dress how they act how they walk and talk and you know their makeup and you know that's just the way things go sometimes people are scared of it and it's not healthy because you know i'm this is ashley's goal but as well as i'm a firm believer that you know you need to do what makes you happy in life and you know sometimes it might not be agreed upon you know with everybody but there's a very very large difference between not disagreeing with somebody and just completely disrespecting them there's a big difference because I believe as humans, you know, we all need to respect each other to make our quality of life better. Because if we go around and all there is is hatred and there's just this general dislike toward each other, then, you know, where are we going to progress? 
it, it's hard to kind of really kind of put it into perspective for some people because a lot of people are riding that line of no this is the way things should be this is the way things have always been but it's a progressing world it's a changing world so you need to evolve with it in some facets so you know shout out to ashley for for starting this project and like i said she's looking for people to participate in this project i myself will be participating as a part of it uh so if you are interested at all in helping out you can find her on facebook ashley gonzalez uh, it's Project Tolerance, and if you know, you can go ahead and messenger for any uh, additional information on this subject. I'm sure she'd be more than happy to talk to you about it. Uh, so, like I said, Ashley Gonzalez, Project Tolerance. You can find her on Facebook, guys. Uh, so, I actually just wanted to talk a little bit because um, you know, recently I, I've been finding myself in kind of a, I guess you could say a mental rut, and it's something that. You know, we all kind of go through from time to time. Um, but at the same time, I, I've realized that the the worst thing you can do is really be alone. And, you know, I know I'm getting sentimental with this podcast. I'm not trying to make anybody uh, sad or think I'm any sort of really expert on anything. But I just like to give my, you know, I have this platform. I'd prefer to, you know, give you guys my input of things. You know, there, there's no reason to hide anything from anybody. Uh, so, you you know, it's just been a lot of mental struggles that I've been going to recently. And I, I think the best thing that you could do is, just, you know, talk to somebody. It doesn't have to be, you know, the first person that comes. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, your mom or your dad. Or it doesn't have to be your significant other right away. Although you should talk to those people. Uh, it doesn't have to be them right away. Find a friend. Find somebody that to go and, and speak with. Because it's so therapeutic and that's what I realized is like when I finally talked to somebody about it and I got a different sort of input um you know from outside of what I was thinking because when you start thinking so much and you know you only kind of put your own ideas into your head and then you just trip over everything and things become worse so when you talk to other people you know people help you find solutions to things and I think that's what you know what friends are, are really for because if if somebody if you go to talk to somebody and they say that they don't want to hear something like that right now or they say that they're kind of they don't really want to deal with it or they don't want to be a part of that you don't need those kind of people in your lives you need those people who are going to be there for you you know up down left right doesn't matter what day it is what time it is those people who are there for you are going to be your real friends you know and for those of you that you know for those of you that know what i've been going through and kind of know you know, for those of you that I have talked to, you guys know who you are. I'm very thankful for each and every one of you for kind of helping me through this tough time that I'm going through. For everybody else that's going through any sort of situation in their life right now that is negative, that you think something is headed in a negative direction, um, just don't lose hope because like when, once you lose hope, it's hard to fight back from anything. And that gives for any situation, you know, whether it be financial, mental, physical, uh, you know, if some people are sick in hospital beds and, you know, you have to really take each day as a new day and realize how much of a blessing it is to, to wake up and, and be here another day. You know, we kind of take that for granted. I, I was, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, I'm an English teacher during the day and, uh, I was talking to some of my students the other day about how, you know, in high school, I there was people who 
you know, made bad decisions and some people who weren't fortunate enough to see another day, who weren't fortunate enough to see graduation day, fortunate enough to see their 18th birthday. And, you know, I, I really consider a blessing to know that I did. And I realize that more and more that the more that you take each day and hold it, hold it dearly and, you know, make new progress each day, you know, you attack each day on its own. And you make it through the next day. And that's how you really learn to make things better. By talking to people. And by getting better progressively. It's not going to happen overnight. Nothing ever does. It will take time. But you're going to make it. And I'm learning that myself. So I will stop with the uh, soppy talk. And I will go back to talking. You know the past couple weeks. Have been busy with wrestling on the past couple weekends. You know uh, this this weekend that just passed. I was over at uh, Wild Samoan. Uh, WXW and we had uh, you know we had a lot of fun there I I refereed a match and um, you know got to meet some new people and and it was it was a fun show Uh, you know I always love going over to WXW so shout out to WXW over in uh, Mineola shout out to uh, Pops over there uh, off of the Wild Samoan He's the one that, uh, you know, he's he brought me into the company. I'm very thankful for that. And the only reason I'm actually in that company right now is because of the man that I interviewed with uh, today or this week for um, for this episode is uh, Manny. Like I said, my wrestling dad <laughs> helped me get into this company. And I'm very thankful for that. And uh, like I said, we filmed this episode at Knockout Wrestling, uh, which by the time this comes out, this comes out on Sunday. So on Saturday, the day before. Uh, we were just there. We had a lot of fun. It was a great show. Um, it was the first time, actually, or excuse me, not. It was one of the first times that we had did, uh, did a show over at the Leesburg High School. Uh, so for those of you that uh, do follow Knockout Wrestling, awesome. If you don't, go check them out. They are a great company. Um, great values. They're very family friendly. Uh, and check out the shows. They're held at Leesburg High School now. I believe that is their new home. And it will be for a very long time, uh, considering how well the show went today. Um, so, you know, it was great. I had a lot of fun. I got to see some people that I haven't seen in a long time, as well as meet some new people, as always. And it was always, you know, it's always a pleasure. It's always a lot of fun to be able to go and, you know, participate in something you love. Even though, you know, I would love to be wrestling in it. I'm more than happy to be a referee because it's, you know, I started as a fan and I get a front row seat to... I literally get a front row seat to the to my favorite thing in the world, and it's to watch wrestling. And I still get to be a part of it, and it's it's amazing. So, I will go ahead, and I'm gonna let you guys listen in to part of the interview that I got uh, with the Brooklyn Juggernaut Manny. And uh, there will be a part two to this episode. Like I said, we had to cut this one short because we had to go to work. <laughs> so go ahead and listen in. I hope you guys enjoy, and there will be a part two coming soon. Thanks, guys. All right, everybody, I'm here backstage at Knockout Wrestling, sitting down with the one and only Brooklyn Juggernaut, just coming back from his match. Manny, how you doing? What's good, man? I'm chilling, man. That's good, man. I'm doing good. Um, so, you know, big crowd out there. Everyone's having fun. Yep, everybody's how'd, hot. How'd your match go? It went great. I mean, it was a <laughs> it was a cluster. You, you, was, you was my ref. I was your ref. It was, it was good, man. It was, it was a good match. It was fun, yeah. You know, so how often are you you working shows? How often are you, you, know, you out there doing Whew. things? Uh, I've been, all right, so quick history with me. Sure. Um, 39. 
a lot of people don't realize that I'm 39 years old because <laughs> um, I'm hanging out with a whole bunch of y'all young boys. Y'all think I'm like in my 20s, which I love y'all for that, for real. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm 39 years old. I actually started my wrestling career really late in life. Mm. Um, I started back when I was like 30 years old. Okay. I got nine, almost 10 years right, old right. Okay. In, in the ring. Sure. So... Yeah, I started really late, and you know, a lot, a lot of good wrestlers started late. DDP, he started. DDP, at yeah, that's what I said. That's the first that. one that comes to mind. Yeah, so um, on and off, almost nine years. I took, I took um, two years off a few years ago. Okay, I was going through some personal stuff. I was sure. going through a divorce, and you know, yeah, yeah hard yeah. times and stuff like yeah, that. So I had, to, I had to, refo- I had to refocus. Sure. And now I came back. You know, when when I was wrestling, I started wrestling. Oh wow! When I when I first started wrestling, I started wrestling back in Fort Myers uh, when I was living in Fort Myers. Okay, that's um, when you first started. First, first started wrestling. So then, before you started, who did you have like formal training? Did you go? No, to, no, no, none. Oh boy, none. <laughs> you just got through. I mean, none. Uh, I played football in high school, okay. uh, baseball. Um, I did amateur wrestling in high school too. Okay. So I, had, I guess you could say I had a little wrestling background. Sure. But like any pro wrestling, uh, no, no, none. I, I, was, I was like everybody else. I was a fan. I went to an indie show. Um, a promoter came up to me and asked me, hey, did you, you ever thought about training? Mm. Um, I was like, not really, but I don't, I don't mind trying. I'm not scared of it. Yeah. So um, we started training up in North Fort Myers. Mm. In a backyard, <laughs> backyard wrestler. But no, I'm not a backyard. Not wrestler. a backyard. Dude. No. See, the thing was, ironically, yeah. the training center, the ring was set up in somebody's backyard. Okay. So the company I started with originally is uh, New Era Wrestling okay. in Fort Myers. Okay, I've heard of it. Yeah, NEW New Era Wrestling, Fort Myers. Um, at the time, you know, you had guys like Tim Sarago, uh, Michael Kyrain, uh, Zach Monstar, um, DB Harrison, and so on and so on. So, my original trainer is there when I first got there was DB Harrison, okay. uh, and a guy named Tupac. I don't know if, if a lot of people know Tupac or whatever. Um, you know, may he rest in peace. He he was one of my original trainers who basically taught me almost everything I know about this business right okay. now. Um, Mexican luchador. Um, he died. Literally, his last match I think was with uh, with me and a friend of mine. We tagged up, it was his last match. And then I wanna say a month later, he passed away. Oh wow. And we didn't know why, and he had cancer. Oh, so wow. the whole time, through his wrestling career, he had cancer and still was wrestling. Jesus. So I didn't even know, like I didn't even know he was sick. None of yeah, us knew no, he was yeah. sick. Those, it, mean, it wasn't that he, did he, he knew himself, of course. Yeah, he, he knew, did, he, he just didn't, he didn't tell nobody, he didn't want nobody to feel sorry for him. Like I talked to his sure. wife after and everything, he didn't want nobody to feel sorry for him, he still wanted to be one of the boys. He, he literally died doing what he loved doing. So, <clears throat> yeah, I get choked up about it, but no, my, my new gimmick that, like, <clears throat> people who know me from Fort Myers, I used to, I, I used to be, you know, um, I'm known as Romeo, and the reason why I'm known as Romeo, I have a son named Romeo who's autistic. Okay. So with my son being autistic, you know, it's not a lot of things my son does. He doesn't do. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. yeah. So with my son being autistic, there's not a lot of things that my son uh, can do. Sure. um, And it prevents him from doing. Mm -hmm. So when I go into the ring, I I carry his name with me. That's very. So so when I started wrestling, you know, it was Romeo. Mm -hmm. You know, 
from Brooklyn and you know I had this stupid street gimmick and all that stuff <laughs> you know the, the I, I'll kick nobody's, your ass like, nobody's is ever solid I know it's never solid man. and, and I, my first gimmick we tagged up me and a friend of mine we tagged up we, we called ourselves PRA the Puerto Rican Authority oh okay yeah, it was actually pretty <laughs> dope yeah, it was pretty yeah, dope yeah and then we atta- we uh we we created a faction with uh Joey bought a food court okay so he was Italian so <laughs> So we jo- Joey bought a food court? Yes, Joey bought a food court. Exactly what I said. <laughs> what a really good friend of mine too. Yeah, uh, yeah, shout sure. out to Joey bought a food court. <clears throat> um, but we formed a faction called the Pricks. Oh my god. <laughs> P-R-I-C-S. Puerto Rican Italian connection. <laughs> so it makes it makes it makes yeah. sense. Pricks. Yeah, 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 pricks. Yeah, sure, sure. And we were heels. Yeah. So um, you know, I, I had the pleasure of being in matches with, like, like you know, with Jake the Snake mm-hmm. originally. Like, wow. One of my first, like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm really doing this. Yeah. Was being involved with Jake the Snake and everything. That's and, crazy. And How early on was that? that? That was literally probably one of my first matches. <laughs> um, to be involved in that, I was like, oh, shit, I'm here with Jake, right? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and Jake the Snake is a really nice guy, very humble guy. Yeah, I've heard that, especially now in his later years. Yeah, it's, and and when I caught him, he was literally just coming out of rehab and everything. Oh wow! So I caught him at the right time. Yeah, where definitely. He was able to like sit down with people and talk about. Yeah, for sure. Everything. Talk about life. Talk yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you be in that 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 mindset to actually teach. You know, exactly. Because yeah, like people like that, that are still you know on their stuff and you know they aren't exactly in the best you know physical health or the best mental health. You know. Those are the ones that you don't see out there, you know, teaching the younger guys. Or, or exactly, you know, and um, they might have, they might be bitter, you know. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing too. Like a lot of people don't realize, like mental health is a big issue. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why I, early on in my career, um, again, this is like back in Fort Myers, sure, and sure. I, I put Fort Myers on a on a shelf for me, sure. because Fort Myers is where I came from. I will never forget where I came from. Of course, you know, a you lot can. of a lot of people do, but I will never forget uh, coming from. New Era Wrestling, coming from Fort Myers, training with all those guys down there. Of course. There. You know, even to this day, I'm still close with a lot of them. Which is always good. Um, always good to have your wrestling brothers. You know, and, and I, a couple of days ago, somebody posted something like, who do you owe your wrestling career to? Mm-hmm. And, and he always denies it, but I will always say, like, uh, D.B. Harrison, I owe my career to him. He helped me start getting this. Uh, Tupac, obviously. Um, also, Puerto Rican Hound Dog, I owe a lot to that, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and even now, right now, currently, I owe so, so, so much, and you could agree, yeah. to Afa. 100%. Pops. Yeah. I owe so much to Pops. Mm-hmm. He, he, oh man, this man is amazing. Yeah. Like, so much, you, so much knowledge in that man's brain. Yeah. Like, like I, if, I've only worked two shows twice, and yeah. even in that point, I, I picked up stuff that, yeah, you would, that, I, you know, I didn't learn. Like, I've been in the wrestling business almost three years. Yeah. And it's like, even then, and I started working his show, like, the first one I worked was like a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. And the last one was last week. Yeah. By the time this comes out. So then it's, um, it's, I was already learning more. Yeah. And like, that's what I, I was talking to one of my previous guests, and we were just saying, like, dude, you never stop learning stuff. No, it does not it, let me tell you something. If you, <clears throat> if you ever stop learning, stop wrestling. Hang up your boots. Mm-hmm. Like, I had I I was very fortunate um, a few weeks ago. I was very fortunate to be invited to the WWE. Um, I, I wasn't put on TV, but I was invited but to you're be. Still there. I w- yeah, I was invited to be um, sent to the WWE. That was the highlight of my career. I I will say 
that is the highlight so far sure, of yeah, my sure, career. Sure. Um, and and I want to say Ric Flair, um, I, I got to meet him backstage and everything. He oh, literally oh, said... Oh, that's right, because you were at the Raw reunion. Yeah, I was at the Raw reunion. All the legends yeah. were, that's crazy. And Ric Flair stopped and talked to all of us. And, he, and the first thing he said was, boys and girls, I am going to tell you this right now. You never stop learning. Mm-hmm. He goes, the day you stop, the day you think you know everything in this business, hang your boots up. Yeah. And from 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 listening to a legend like Ric Flair, mm-hmm. like this is Ric fucking Flair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I can't curse. It's okay, it's okay. All right. So this is Ric Flair. Yeah. To hear somebody say something like that, that even Ric Flair is still, even at his age, he, he enjoys life now. Yeah. You know, even at his age, he even says he's still learning. That, that's something to take heed to. And, and that's somebody who's literally, what, 16-time world champion? Oh, my gosh. Trust me, he has more titles than, than what we know. Yeah, go ahead. So keep, yeah, keep listening to him because you won't get yeah. the, the amount of legends that he's wrestled. They, exactly. they talked about the, you know, the, you know speaking of... I mean, like right now, look, base, look but, tonight, right here at Knockout, we got Hector Guerrero here. Yeah. And he said it, and we had a meeting today. He said it in this meeting: "Keep learning. Mm-hmm. Don't ever stop learning." Yep. Because even even him, he's still learning because he's passing down his knowledge to yes. us. Yes. You know what I mean? So he's learning how to how, how to, to pass to, that down. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it, you know, it's crazy that you know we work. What people think is a small company, a, a company that's not doing much, but we, what they don't realize is like we have all these people who are coming in. Because you say we never stop learning, but at the same time, we're learning from people in the business. It's exactly. not like we're learning that people that retired, because we have people like you, you know, like, um, you know, your partner, like all these other people that are coming here to knock out wrestling. They're yeah. teaching all us, you know, young. And listen, look, I, I'm, I, and I'm very humble because I, <laughs> I laugh, I laugh at all of you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> like, I, like I legit love you guys. Yeah, that's a, I, and, I actually told. I was literally <laughs> just talking uh, to who's I talking? I was talking to Anne Marie a little while ago. Yeah, and I was just telling her. I was like, yeah. Manny, actually, those are my wrestling parents. That's what That's I'm my saying. wrestling parents. <laughs> All right, so on shoot, for those of you that don't know, uh, Ashley Mayberry, that, that is my wife. Ashley yes. Gonzalez, that is my wife. Yes. Uh, I met her in the ring, ironically. I'll, I'll get to that story. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. But apparently we have a whole bunch of wrestling kids that we don't know about. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, and we're very humbled about that because, like, we don't see ourselves as, like, teachers. We sure. just... We just see ourselves as like, hello, one brother to another brother or one brother to another sister or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we just see ourselves like, listen, we're just trying to help you. Yeah. We don't want you to go through the shit that we went through. Or we want to let you know the way, the proper way to go through yeah, these things. Yeah, kind of try to be that, of, guiding, that guiding hand. Instead of, you know, do, trying to be a superstar and, and like, swell your head up. Because yeah. you got guys in this business that only been, been in this business for a year. They think they got a title on their hands. And then it's like, oh, they're superstars. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't. A title is a gimmick. It doesn't no, mean yeah, anything. Yeah, it means nothing. It means anything. No, it, it's just like you should. You should be willing to take knowledge. Because at the at the same time, if you have a title, you have to learn to do the job. Doing exactly. a job is basically saying putting the other guy over. Yeah. Because guess what? That makes you the stronger person. Yes. That makes you 100%. the better wrestler because you're able. To, to put the guy over. Yep. You're able to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to do the job for you. I'm going to make you look strong as hell. Yeah, and that's what I think, what, what I always think of when I think of uh, uh, veteran wrestlers like yourself, yeah. like I said. What I think of them is, is, you know, the sign of somebody who's still, you know, good and, and good at teacher is when they bring somebody who's new 
and they may not have much experience, if they're in a match with them, they bring them up to their level. Yeah. They don't go down to theirs. No. They bring them up and they no, make you, them a better person. You make them better. And then, and then, and then after your match, what do we do? We always talk about our matches. Always. Like, what, what, how do you think this match was? What, what do you think I'm going to do after this interview? After this interview, I'm going to the legend. Hector Guerrero, and, and I'm gonna pick right his now. brain and say, "Hey, sir, what do you think? What do you think about my match?" Because yep. me, I thought it was a shit. And that's, but, and that's coming from someone who's been in the business almost ten years. Exactly. You have to learn. You, you still learn it, man. You still learn it. So, yeah. I remember, like in my my first, God, I trained for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. My first match was when I was about a year deep. Well, where'd you train at? FTW up in, FTW? Up in okay. Tampa. Okay. Okay. That's where I started. Okay. So, we, you know, I worked my, my first ever debut singles match I ever worked. Oh, was, yeah, I remember was with, uh, what's her face? Um, that, so, I don't count that one. Because no, that, it was. That was a birthday party, man. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It still yeah. was the first match. It don't matter. So, I, I told this story on my, on my last podcast, but uh, my first real, like, show that wasn't a birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she slapped, <laughs> she slapped me so hard. But, okay, so then my first real singles match at a show uh, was, it was an FTW show. I remember having my match. And I go upstairs, and Scott Hall pulled me aside. Oh, yeah. Scott Hall's real. Oh, my God. And he's like, he talked to me for like 10 minutes. Side note. After you're done with this story about Scott Hall, I got to tell you a story with, with, um, oh, my God, with uh, X-Pop. Okay. Funny story. Okay. Go ahead. So, so uh, I went back upstairs, and I, I didn't go looking for him right away. Right. Um, you know, I, I literally came in through the door. I walked over, and I'm taking off my wrist tape. And he grabs me. My, my shoulder spins me around. And he's like, dude, kid. God, that was good. He talked to me for 10 minutes. Like, Listen. he does not have to do that in the no, slightest. He's a WWE legend, a Hall of Famer. Yes, he is a Hall he of is. Famer. Yeah. So, a WWE Hall of Famer, and he literally, a kid who had his first match in, in Tampa, Florida, who really nobody has to care about, a yeah. legend did. And, you know, and that's, like I said, passing on knowledge, you know, constantly yeah. learning and passing on knowledge is. So, so <laughs> Xbox story. So, funny so, Xbox yeah. story. Um, so, when I went to, to the to the Raw uh, uh-huh. Legend show. Um, I'm backstage with a few few other workers, mm. indie workers and stuff, and we're getting food at catering. And I went to go get a water. Now, now the big thing is, when you get sent to the WWE, you have to be very professional. You have to, you can't obviously mark out or anything. I mean, yeah, because I, I remember Pop saying, you know, you're representing yourself. You're, you're representing, representing him. him. Exactly. Yeah, so you gotta be on your P's and Q's. You have to. So we're back there. I'm, I'm, I'm literally, at catering to get a uh, bottle of water mm-hmm. and X-Pac is maybe about 20 feet away from me. Mm-hmm. And he goes like this, he goes, and he stares at me. And he looks at his food and stares at me again. <laughs> and then he drops his food and I'm like, oh shit, I fucking did something. What the fuck did I do? All I did was grab a bottle of water. Uh-huh. He comes right over to me, he shakes my hand, gives me a big hug. He goes, oh my God, motherfucker, I thought you were Taz. I thought you were <laughs> No, man. I was like, bro. <laughs> he was just staring at you. For yeah. Time. No, but then the whole night, the whole night, he did it two, two other times. Like, um, we were passing each other in the hall, and he was uh-huh. with Shawn Michaels. He uh-huh. stopped Shawn. He goes, Shawn, doesn't he look like Taz? Goes, I swear. And then the third time he passes me, he goes, dude, like for the rest of the night, just say you're Taz. Get, o- get yourself over and get everything for free. <laughs> Hey, so shout out, shout out knowledge. Yeah, passing shout out to <laughs> shout out to Xbox, man. Thank you. Dude, oh, that's man, but that, hilarious. That, oh man, um, oh th- there was so many, so so many moments even at that night yeah. at, at, at at Raw. Like I, I got to sit down and have lunch with freaking Eric Bischoff. 
Yeah, so it's like stuff like that. Like it's like it's one thing to be invited backstage, but to to be invited on the night of the Raw reunion where guys yeah. like Stone Cold and Hulk Hogan were all there. I mean, crazy. I I mean, there's so many things I've learned, like like from from even even seminars. Like yeah. if you could get yourself to a seminar, get, go to a seminar. Pick, yeah. pick these guys' brains. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, shout out to Lince Dorado. Lince is one of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing big things on 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 the network and mm-hmm. on Raw and everything with Lucha House Party and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing to see him at Raw because I hadn't seen him in almost a year and a half oh, wow. since he got signed with the E. Okay. So when I was when I went backstage on Raw, he saw me, he gave me this big hug, big kiss and yeah, everything yeah, like, because yeah, yeah. we haven't seen each other in a while yeah. and literally he hung out with me, no lie. Yeah. He hung out with me the whole night <laughs> and we were just like catching up and, yeah. and talking and everything. Shoot the breeze, gotta catch up. Yeah, and, and big shout out to him because um, because of him, he actually helped me get better in this business. Sure. Him, I, I, a big shout out to Lindsay Dorado, uh, shout out to uh, John Cruz, shout out to Jay Rios, and shout out to Mecca Wolf. Because the LWO, as we call it in the Indies, they they've helped me a lot. Latino wrestling. Yeah, man, they've helped me a lot. Like learn my craft a lot better. Because yeah. me being a bigger guy, yeah. it's hard being a big guy it in is. wrestling. Yeah. Because we don't have that body, we don't have that physique, and it's like oh, that, you're a that's, fat. That's slobber. another. That's another lesson that we have is learning to work your size. Exactly, and, and, that, and that's and not just us. That's the little yeah, guys. That's the big exactly. guys. Exactly. And ironically, about. thankfully for me, and, and I'm very blessed with this. Yeah. Um, I remember I had a match down in uh, Venice, mm-hmm. and uh, Fred Ottman, uh, Tugboat, the legend Tugboat, okay. um, it was the first time I ever met him, mm-hmm. and I had my match, or whatever, he pulls me aside in match, and he goes, dude, for a big guy, you remind me of Bam Bam. Oh, wow. For a compliment what like a that, comparison too. I, like, and that's the thing, the, one of the reasons why I wanted to be in this business was three wrestlers, Bam Bam Bigelow, um, Vader. Mm-hmm. And ironically, he's he's a good friend now, Haku. Oh, okay. Haku. Haku. Um, and just getting getting something like that from 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 Tugboat. From, from one of the iconic yeah. WWF big men. Yeah, like, like was, for him to say, dude, you move like Bam Bam. I'm that, I'm so humbled and, and appreciative appreciative of that. Yeah. Just and to, to even and think especially that. to be compared to somebody. And then and then here's the ironic thing, like even Pops, like when I talk to Pops and I, I, I ask him, Hey, can you critique on my match and tell me what you think and this, that, this, that there are days Pops gets mad at me. Yeah. He like any other any I mean, other any other like I, I wanna say wrestling parent, let's yeah. say when when you get that, because we're considered Pops' kids, mm-hmm. so Pops will get mad at you too, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And there are days that he gets mad at you. He got mad at me at the last show. And he literally, <laughs> he literally told me, he goes, oh my God, you remind me of Bam Bam so much. I was like... That's crazy. And, 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 him, and it, it hits me hard, because I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm appreciative that that you compare me to that. Yeah. I'm not trying to be compared to him, but it, it, it means a lot to me, because he was one of the reasons why I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And when he tells me that, he goes, yeah, you know, there, there was one time I had to slap Bam Bam in the face just to get him to do his promo right. Yeah, yeah, and he goes, there are times I want to slap you in the face. I'm like, okay, then do it. Then <laughs> <laughs> do it. Then do it. Yeah, but that, that's what thing about but, Pops. But, I, but I love him for that, and, yeah. I, and I thank him for that. And, and shout out to the Wild Samoan School. Um, if you want to be a wrestler, please check them out. Wild Samoan Training Center out in Mineola, Florida. Yes, sir. Yeah. They have all their websites, Facebook. Yeah, all their websites, WXW Facebook, wrestling, wrestling, yeah. the whole Cheap like, plug, but cheap, I mean, but, but it's pops. Yeah, yeah, it's pops. It. It's though, pops. Man. You had because that's that's one thing that it's like. Like I said, I've only been to a show twice, but that I learned quick yeah, oh yeah. is that he doesn't. 
he's not just a promoter. Like you said, you're his kids. He, yeah, yeah. he invests he lo- himself into each and every one of them. Absolutely. Like, like, he gets to know everybody individually. You know, like, you know, like, for me to even get the invite to the WWE was a big deal for me. Like, I almost cried. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie, because I was like, you know, dude, I'm 39 years old. Yeah. I'm a big guy. Like, there, guys like you, your age and younger and stuff, that, that's who I see going to the WWE. I'm at my point, like, I'm at the point in my career where I'm like, look, I'm here, I'm here to help you guys. Sure. You know what I mean? But the fact that he was able to send me was a big deal to me. And I, I, it was, it was, it was very humbling. It was very, of course. Very humbling. I mean, it has to be. Like, like I said, because we're, like, that would have never happened had it not been for him. No, so absolutely not. It, it's, I mean, I'm not trying to say you wouldn't have never got there, but. No, you know, no, you know I, I, I wouldn't have <laughs> got there. Fuck that. Um, but yeah, um, so back to uh, <laughs> me and Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> um, real quick, me and Ashley, we met in a wrestling ring. Uh, four years ago. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go too much into detail, but uh, we met in the riddle, middle of the ring, um, and it was literally love at first sight. Like, uh, she, she, <laughs> our first match was about a royal. She turned me around and made me motorboat her. So, <laughs> so yeah, I fell in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. Um, we was at a company called CWE out in uh, Port St. Lucie. That was where I met her. Okay. About uh, at the time. Uh, me, Zach Monster, and Jordan Owens, um, we were wrestling for New Era Wrestling, and then around that time for New Era Wrestling, they decided to close their doors. Okay. So there was no wrestling in Fort Myers. Okay. So me, Zach, and Jordan. I had to find somewhere else to go. No, we put our heads together oh. and we created Real Pro Wrestling. Oh, okay. Uh, a lot of people don't know. I, I helped that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, you know, after that... Um, I went through a divorce because I, I was married at the time. Okay. I went through a divorce, um, and then that's that's probably the darkest part of my wrestling career. That's where you had your, yeah. your break. Yeah, that's where I had my break. Darkest part, I, you know, I was helping uh, Real Pro at the time, and I had to like walk away from it. I, I hated the fact that I had to do that, but for personal reasons, they understood I had to do that. Of course, you got to do what's best for you at times. Absolutely. And then um, then I came back. So when before I left. My gimmick was, I, I didn't know my gimmick. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, I did not know it was my gimmick. kind of here there. I, dude, I wore, <laughs> I wore radioactive pants. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> uh, I'll show you pictures. Matter of fact, I think I got a picture. As I'm talking, I'll show you a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I wore some radioactive pants, and, and it got over. Like, yeah. I, it got over. People loved it and everything. You know, I was part of a faction that we, we created with, uh, with um, Pretty Boy Poppy and everything. We created, like, the Barrio Kings and stuff like that. But um, it was a it was a good um, it was a good it was a good promotion and stuff. Okay. All right, everybody. So that was the interview that I had with Brooklyn Juggernaut Manny Gonzalez, and uh, like I said. You know, I apologize. We had to cut it short because we did this at the knockout show and we had to get back to work. So, uh, you know, there will be a part two coming very, very soon for those of you who want to hear more. Uh, So I just want to take the opportunity to thank those of you. uh, If you guys are first time listeners, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to entertain you with this platform. And if you guys are return listeners, again, thank you so much for your continued support. I really appreciate every single one of you guys. Uh, So if you can go ahead and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and ask you guys to please follow us uh, at hot dogs and handshakes on Instagram. Uh, We're trying to get that page as many follows as possible, guys. And we'll be able to uh, update you guys there on when the episodes are coming out, uh, who our next guests are going to be. 
you know when you can expect more content um so i really appreciate every single one of you like i said we will have part two coming soon with brooklyn juggernaut um for now if you guys want to send us uh make any suggestions as who you would like to hear uh if there's any of your favorite uh, local wrestlers um rappers artists athletes whatever they may be and if you want to hear interviews from them let us know like i said at hot dogs and handshakes on instagram dms are wide open you can let us know if there's anybody you would like to hear specifically if there's any segments that you think we could add any feedback that you may have uh if you have any questions maybe for myself uh or for any other any other other interviewees that we may have coming in the future you can always uh let us know we really appreciate it you guys um so i think there's really nothing else left to say except for uh tune in next week hopefully we'll see you guys then um episodes should be dropping every sunday if i can record as consistent as i possibly can it will be on sundays from now on i'm really hoping so so thank you so much for your continued support again if this is your first time thank you for giving us the opportunity for everybody else everybody have a good day good night whenever it is you're listening to this have a good rest of your day god bless you